0: Great morning. Great morning. Great morning. Great And welcome back to another episode of Great Morning. I'm your host, Christian Mermur, Merms, Murm Dog, whatever the fuck you wanna call me. And to the left of my computer screen, we have the Fact Queen. My sister from the East, that Puerto Rican mamacita from Spanish Harlem. Stephanie 2.0, how you doing? Hey, thanks. I'm doing
1: great. I am a Titi once again. My brother, well, my brother's girlfriend had the baby.
0: Congratulations!
1: Um, yeah, thanks, thanks. You know, I just love being a Titi. show nobody. i <laughs> um, let <me> sorry. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, you know, she she had the baby. The baby looks absolutely adorable. He looks like. Mom's side of the family, the nose, everything, super, super cute. And then Landon over here, you know, he's just been getting sick on my ass. I don't know what's going on with him. He wants to, the other day we went to Hackensack Hospital. He said that he had like a spider in his ear and something was, and it was real strong and it was biting his, his, like the inside of his ear. So I rushed him to Hackensack Meridian. Of course there was nothing in his, yes, gang, gang. There was nothing there. And, um, that came back. Within like forty-five minutes of that hospital visit, then Landon wakes up with fever and he's coughing more. You know, it's just regular regular kid shit. But other than that, it's fucking Easter. Happy Easter, guys. Yeah, happy,
0: happy Easter. Easter.
1: Happy Easter. Yes.
0: Yeah, and spiders uh, in the ears. That's uh that's a common that's problem for kids, I hear these days.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the hell is going on, but you know. But that's that's pretty much it. How are you guys?
0: I'm uh I'm I'm great. And uh, I'm I'm excited to do this podcast because we've got a we've got a really special guest with us, don't we, Stephanie?
1: Yes, we do. I'm excited.
0: I'm gonna go ahead and introduce her. You do that. So, oh, to gosh. the bottom of my computer screen, we have an author with us. This is our first author on the show. Three seasons, or actually, sorry, four seasons now. First author on the show, and she is here to, of course, talk about herself and her debut novel shutter which i have right here if anyone i mean no one can see the computer screen except for the three of us but anyway moving ahead how are you doing today melissa larson i'm doing
2: good i'm so excited i didn't realize i was the first author on the show i feel like i've got to represent uh but i'm good I'm still trying to think about the spider in the ear. Was yeah. he saying it was an actual spider in the ear or was this like an evocative metaphor <laughs> for what? <laughs> I, I
1: I would love to know, but I, I, I don't know. Like we were, we were all laying down and then out of nowhere, he's like, ah, mommy, there's a spider in my ear. And I'm like, what the hell? Like. Like, we're all living together. Where did this spider come from? Like, like <laughs> the spider had to have, like, you know, crawled on me or I don't know, came from above. I don't know. But, you know, and then when we get there, I, like, they said there was nothing there. So I, I don't wow. I don't know. And then the craziest thing about it is that he he was crying and he kept grabbing his ear. So, like, in my head, you know, any, like, natural mommy instinct thing, you're like, okay, let's take him to the hospital. But nothing. So I don't know.
2: Wow. And like, they said I, I, like I nothing know. was wrong inside. Like maybe it no. was just like this is
1: what it feels like. <laughs> yeah. No. The I mean, he says that when, like, so earwax moves. So when it moves, it makes like weird noises. So maybe that could. Oh. I, I don't know, but that I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Like That's it's so odd. interesting.
2: It says an author, like I'm constantly like aware of how do you describe pain? Because you can't mm-hmm. just constantly be like, this hurts. Oh yeah. And so how do you like Create and
1: so i'm just sitting there like oh this spider in the ear is pretty good <laughs> yeah no and the thing is, is that i like i'm watching him and i'm like listen i've had an ant in my ear i woke up with an ant oh. in my ear and that was the craziest experience because like, <laughs> where you know, were serious. you when did this
0: happen <laughs> yeah this
1: happened to me a couple of years ago and i woke up and it was I don't even know how to, like, it was like, I was like oh, and I'm like, like, ah, oh my like God. In my ear, whatever, and it just like, I knew there was something in there. Cause it just like, it was this weird fucking noise. Like, it was just so weird. And I was like, holy shit, there's something in my ear. And when the doctors, um, you know, finally got to me, they like took the, that long ass tweezer looking thingy and they were like, Oh yeah, look at this little guy and the little fuckers like this.
0: Oh my God. That's, it would never
1: be the same again.
0: That, that's a <laughs> fucking nightmare. That, that, I'm, I'm wearing earplugs to sleep for now. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Spiders, ants. What's going on over there? We're in the same I state. Know, I hope this isn't a problem. <laughs> we're all in New Jersey.
1: Yeah, we're all in New Jersey. It's it's a New Jersey thing. No, but the ant was in New York.
0: Oh. At least it was
1: yeah. a cockroach, I guess. Oh, oh my God. God. If I would have had a cockroach <gasps> in my ear, I would have been. I don't know. I, I really don't know. I I would have lost my shit, actually, if I would yeah. have had a cockroach. I
0: think most people would yeah. agree and lose their shit.
1: I would oh. rather an ant than a cockroach.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, speaking I of like- describing pain, though, I, I like how you mentioned that, Melissa. So I have this friend of mine... And and then of course we'll get into the questions for you, but I, I want to know your opinion on this. He was uh he's been writing himself a little bit, and he was describing one of the characters in his short story to me. And he said he was trying to describe the character, and then essentially he just ended it with saying, you know, in my mind, he looks a lot like Danny DeVito. And I was like <laughs>
2: awesome. I was like,
0: okay. And I was, you know, half joking with him. I was like, what if you just say in the story instead of like actually describing you know traits about him just say and here comes john who looks like danny devito and in fact yeah. why don't you describe all your characters like movie <laughs> stars <Danny> DeVito. <laughs> and i was thinking what if there was a book out there what if you maybe one day wrote it i mean you don't have to because that'd be hilarious but if you wrote a book where every time a new character came on the screen, you were just like, oh yeah, and here's uh, Penelope. She looks like uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and just that's how you described everyone in the book.
2: I would love it. I'd just be like, here's Brad Pitt walking in. <laughs> yeah. He's going to talk. Brad... Like, it would just be like fan fiction. <laughs> but like, I actually think that that's legitimate. Like, it might be better if um, it was like people have described him as Danny DeVito yes. or if like a character is like, if there's room for a character to be like, shut up, Danny DeVito, like that kind of thing where it's like yeah. confirmed by other people. But like Stephen King does that all the time. Like if you read his books, he'll have um his characters and they'll be like, looks a lot like Paul Newman or something. Mm-hmm. And um what's really fun is have you guys read The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood?
0: I have no, not. It's-
2: it's a romance novel, so it's very different from like Shudder, if that's your usual reading. Um, yeah. But uh, it started as Star Wars fan fiction. So Uh-oh. the main two characters are um, very, very similar looking in description to Adam Driver and Oh, Daisy Ridley?
0: Yes, I think that's who <laughs> plays Ray in the new yes. Star Wars movie. Yeah,
2: it's a Low. So, and like the main character's name is even Adam. It's like this hilarious wink. Like we're just going to put in Adam Driver. Into
0: oh, this role. that's deep. Yeah.
2: That's cool. It worked for me. I was like, this is, I officially know who this person looks like. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I think
0: like the story, like, I guess, I mean, his writing skills may not be as great as other authors, but I mean, at least I think it would be a page-turner if, you know, everything you're reading was the people who are coming in look like famous people.
2: Yeah, no, and I mean, like, I think it's a huge conversation that I have with, like, myself and other writers and, like, students of mine when we talk about, like, how much are you going to describe your character? Mm-hmm. Like, I um, I feel like sometimes we lean into okay, when I introduce this character, it's going to be like they are five foot ten. They have a nose with a slight bump on the bridge. Like people, if you start to over-describe, then you start to like not be able to see it. Yes. It gets really way too specific. Whereas if you leave a lot to the imagination and use certain words, like the Danny DeVito aspect, even <laughs> you're just kind of like, yeah, okay. He's a short, uh, scrappy guy.
0: <laughs> I like how we mentioned it here. And now it's kind of becoming a thing.
2: Yeah. yeah. The, the short little guy. Like Danny yeah. DeVito vibe. <laughs> but like, like rangy, like scrappy. He's like scrappy yeah. do. <laughs>
0: well, speaking <laughs> about, inspiration. Uh one of the things I wanted to ask you uh was what inspired you what inspired you to write Shudder? I mean obviously you were a writer beforehand and (laughs) you wanted to do this. You did a lot of work in uh publishing beforehand, correct?
2: Yeah, yeah, I had um I never really thought I was going to be a writer. I uh was in college and I was already like interning for literary agencies. So I was like, I'm just gonna make that leap. But um, yeah. I kind of like fell backwards into writing. This is always like a really embarrassing story for me to tell, but I took a class, um, in college that was called like editing the manuscript and it was taught by an editor uh, at Macmillan. And so I was like, Oh yeah, awesome. I'm going to learn how to edit. And then it turned out to be a writing class. Oh. <laughs> and the woman said, you know, normally I don't allow anyone in here who hasn't, Written a full manuscript, but this time I'm just going to do sixty pages. And I was just having like an absolute out of body panic attack, like, "Oh my god, I have to write sixty pages of a novel!" Holy shit! And then
0: sixty pages, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. And it was actually like amazing. I like really fell in love with the experience of writing during that. And so I was like, okay. And I, I mean, had obviously. this book idea. Yeah, <laughs> it all started from something the- happened the- from that. <laughs> A big boo-boo. That's cool. (laughs) Exactly. And so I started writing this book and then I was like, okay, that's just going to be my little pet project that's in the attic. And then after working and publishing and realizing this is not what makes me happy, Mm -hmm. I uh, went and got my mfa in writing and was like okay i'll write this book i finished the book in a month and i was like oh this is no one is ever going to read this this is horrible Uh, (laughs) but i really liked the characters Mm -hmm. and so i just took them i was like okay what can i do with these people what scares me what is really interesting to me and it was like oh my god it's filming filming is really weird to me i love um scary movies but what if they were living in one. And so it just kind of like slowly morphed yeah. into shutter. If I was a
0: betting man, which I'm not, but if I was a betting man, I would say that <laughs> I think uh the Gregory Peck Cape Fear had a little influence on the story. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> I love Mr. Gregory Peck, especially in that movie.
0: Yeah. I figured. I mean, it's, it's I mentioned a few been, times like, there.
2: Everyone looks like Gregory Peck.
0: <laughs> yeah, here comes Anthony, who looks <laughs> yeah. like Gregory Peck.
2: <laughs> and here's Betty, who also looks like Gregory Peck, but
0: in, in a nice yeah. way. Yeah, <laughs> in, a, in a nice way. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, no, so,
2: I, I love Dave here.
0: Oh yeah, I mean that's uh, you know you talk about the first one, and I don't mean to get off track here, but I have to say they're they're both great. But I think I like the Robert De Niro one a little oh, yeah, bit Robert better. The Robert
2: De Niro one is insane. <laughs> yes.
0: That, that's a good Scorsese and movie.
2: It's so good. And it's so, um, it's really terrifying in a very different way because it feels like it's over the top. All of the colors are like extra saturated. Uh, Robert De Niro bites like a chunk of flesh out of a woman yeah. in it. And that's like his introduction, but. Oh my gosh. Um, I know you have to watch this. Oh, yeah.
0: You got to watch those movies, Stephanie.
2: But uh, the 1962, I think one of with Gregory Peck in it is like so tame in comparison, but also very um, terrifying in its own right because of all the implications. It's like mm. not to keep on talking about Danny DeVito, but it's like <laughs> the um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Like the implication
0: Great show. of rape
2: is there, but they never mention it yes in the movie. Yeah. And i think that's very interesting
0: yeah it's a great movie and uh i mean they the characters in the story you know i let me let me say this before we go on with anything for the listeners uh fans of melissa fans of the show here uh this will be a non-spoiler talk about shutter all right so we're not going to mention you know like the twist ending, uh, how you find out like Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. You know, we're not going to talk about any of that at the <laughs> end.
1: Nope, we just got to get the.
0: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh shit! Did I just say you that? Ruined uh, it. <laughs> oh shit! We'll edit that out. But yeah, we won't talk about anything like that. But we will. We'll talk about something like a little not. Nuts- specific you'll see you'll see as you listen to this show but one question before we get into the book i wanted to also ask is about your writing process in general um how do you go about it? i know like for instance i've read uh, you would mention stephen king now uh, i've read on writing and i believe in that he said right he writes two thousand words a day no matter what do you have a similar similar process like that so or you're you know obviously your own
2: I I, I love that book also. Everyone Mm. should read on writing. It's so good. It starts with an anecdote of his babysitter sitting on him and farting and it only gets better. (laughs) uh, Just a plug for that. When I'm in the middle of drafting, I do tend to write a lot, like 2000 words is a lot. I was aiming for 1000 words a day at some point. And then I'm not very rigid about that. What ends up happening when I'm writing is that I get really tunnel vision. And so mm. it becomes hard for me to look away from my book. Oftentimes my writing will go from like, maybe I only did 500 words that day, but I was sitting there thinking about everything and like plotting things out for hours. Or I wrote like, 3,500 words that day. Yes. And oh, wow. so like, I just, when I'm in, I'm a quick writer, when I get into it, it's just like a race to the finish because you can see everything that happened. Like for me with this new book that I wrote, I knew the ending. And so it was almost like the most exquisite frustration. Cause I was just like, can't I just write it all in one go? Like I you're would love about to the, just get it all out.
0: You're talking about the book you're working on now?
2: yes okay okay
0: so thank you for that yes no i yeah and we won't mention too much of that um but going back uh to the writing process do you ever suffer from and i know there's there's variations there's mild and bad you know do you ever suffer from writer's block when you're you're hitting it down all
2: the time all the time and i think the way that i think about this a lot these days is um the creative well idea of like you have this creative well in your mind and the more you write, the more you're taking water out of it. And so eventually it's empty. (laughs) That's Hmm. when I think writer's block happens when you're just kind of like out of fuel. And so it, I think that there are, for me personally, I've gone through months of not writing and I used to be like, I hate myself so much for (laughs) not writing during this time and that's not healthy. And instead it's realizing that oh yeah there is time between to like refill the creative well i've also heard this this is one of my favorite um analogies and it's from the writer alexandra Kleeman. she said that there are two types of writers there are carnivores and herbivores and Mm -hmm. herbivores are like bunny rabbits that are eating all the time every day just little chunks of like grass whereas the carnivores are like lions where they'll hunt and they'll eat as a huge meal. And then they have to like digest oh, and go hunt again. I like and that. I realized, yeah, like, I think I'm more of a carnivore. I want it to be the herbivore, but
1: <laughs> <sighs> I have a okay. question.
2: is of there, an,
1: like, well, I'm, I mean, I guess just like from your perspective, has there ever been like a point in time when like you're, you're like thinking of a book, like, do you go backwards you know what I mean, how like, so? like, like, in the sense of like, okay, see how you you had mentioned, um, like, okay, like I knew how the ending of the book was gonna turn out. Like, do you can like can you like go backwards with like?
2: Do you mean right? like writing it like write the ending and then write backwards or think yeah. through yeah. the
0: idea? Yeah. Oh, do yeah. you go? Yeah, think, do you go straight through, or do you do, you do different parts in between? I.
2: I go straight through. So Mm. I'll be thinking about it. And like, I, um, I used to not be a big planner and now I'm much more of a planner. And so this time I knew the ending, I knew like the twist, I knew what I was getting towards all of these different things. And so in that way you are thinking backwards of like, okay, I need to have this stepping stone to get to that thing. I need to plant this seed for this to actually make sense later Mm. But I write straight through. I can't, there are some writers who can do like, oh, this scene from like the ending is going to be so great. Let me just write it right now. And I'm just, I I don't know how they do that. It really is like, it seems like almost another art form to me. It's like, if they were suddenly like, I can do ballet. It's like, how do you do that?
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) suddenly do ballet. (laughs) Um, When you're, when you know like uh, what you're writing and you're going about it, how many times do you find yourself redoing parts of the book? How often do you redo drafts? I should say.
2: Oh God. Uh, (laughs) So shutter, I, I should really go in and look at like count how many drafts, but Mm -hmm. shutter went through like at least 10 major rewrites. Like, Like it was very different from the first draft to the published draft. And, Um, I kept thinking like the entire time I knew how different each draft was because I was writing it and I was like, okay, now I'm going to have to get rid of this major tent pole. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, but I kind of forgot about it until, um, one of my like publishing mentors, he was so wonderful. He had me, uh, speak for a group of interns and I, he asked me to give them the book draft that had been sent out on submission to editors and then the actual finished draft. And I went and reread it and I was like, Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. It's terrible. <laughs> like, it doesn't have anything going on in it. And then uh, it's just so, it, it went through major rewrite. Oh, geez, <laughs> I think yeah. that, Family's um, over. <laughs> I think that um, most books tend to go through like a few major
0: rewrites. Oh yeah, definitely. The, I, I know because I, I wanted to ask that because I know some people have difficulty wanting to change things, leave things out, yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to know your feelings on doing. I mean, especially now that we know it's ten drafts. Like, did was there ever a point where you wish something had stayed in the final cut? The final oh. cut. <laughs> We're talking about movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: it's my the director's final cut of edition. <laughs> Well, I should really do a director's edition of Shutter. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just like deleted scenes of Mad's workouts, trying to get Ben to do them with him.
0: Um, (laughs) Oh, there's a lot of that?
2: (laughs) In my head, that's like most of the rest of the book. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, I think so. It's really like, I want to answer that question. But first, like, I do think that some writers are really scared to rewrite or they're... Mm -hmm. um, not precious about it, but it's it's very painful because it's your whole like it's your baby that you yeah. wrote, and you're like, I feel like this is perfect, and then someone else comes in and they're like, it's not. You need to do this. Put a big so X like, on well, something.
0: You're like, what the? F-?
2: Yeah, they're like, well, excuse you. Um, <laughs> but I I think having gone through this process, like I'm a huge uh, I don't know pr- fan of rewrites. I think that it only gets better. You only know your characters more. You only get more into it and so I always tell like my students um who are, usually are on the young side like and they mm-hmm. love fan fiction I'm like it's at a certain point it's like fan fiction with your own characters you're like mm-hmm. how can I get these two characters in a room because I know that they're gonna say some fun stuff oh. um yeah I will, that was what a lot of The last bit of (laughs) Shudder.
0: Okay. So, you know, talking about, I'm glad you mentioned your students because uh, you were teaching. uh, And I wanted to talk about something that, so, you know, I read through Shudder, of course, you know, (laughs) front to back. And I got to the end. And uh, (laughs) after the book is over, let me find it here. um, Did you know that there's, here they are, there's questions.
2: Yeah, I know oh, okay. about them because I wrote them. Oh, you wrote Okay.
0: <laughs> I was like, and I'm thinking when uh, the Instagram team told us that you were teaching and I later, you know, when I finished, I saw those questions and I started thinking to myself, I'm like, does she teach her book and then oh, like have no. her students answer <laughs> these questions? Because I was like, those, those poor kids, like they, they, better get those questions right because you're the teacher that's all i kept thinking is like you hovering yeah. over them like like you know what's the answer and they're like shit i, I didn't they better that buy yet. 10
2: copies each that's yep. the requirement to get into the class oh wow <laughs> 10 <laughs> copies you have to prove that all of your family members have bought <laughs> 10 copies <laughs> no i i don't think i could ever teach my book in a class setting it's to I do use examples from it I do end up saying like you know this is a big rewrite that I did or this is like I um Betty is a very um insecure person Mm -hmm. at the very beginning very shy and passive and worried and that um I had to work on that a lot because while that was on purpose that's very much on purpose for her character and for the story that's a tough sell initially if you're like a lot of um students will be like well this character has no idea what he's doing in life and he only discovers on page like 200 that he wants to do something and it's like well you have to get us invested quickly and so then i use like examples of how i tried to make betty a lot more like active even though she's um second guessing herself the entire way but i'm not like why do you think this character did this
0: (laughs) i was just i i had to ask that because i saw that in there i'm like did she there's is she teaching like the book that'd be that'd be intense that'd be no
2: it was interesting it was really sweet of them to do that because it's like book club questions but when they asked me to write the questions i was like uh I only, like, the first question, I think it's still the first question, was the Let only question it. that I really had, which was, if you were in Betty's position, would you say yes to this? Yes, I did. I even almost said it word for word. Ha! If you were in Betty's position, would you have said yes to Anthony's offer?
0: Huh, you know, that's a good question. I, I, you know, since I've read it, I think I would have said yes. Yeah. But then I think, uh, I think as things started going on, I might have been like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I think, think it's either time just... to leave or you got to tell me what the fuck's going on here like what yeah <laughs> i think that's that's how i would have handled it but i mean i'm not betty yeah, I think <laughs> so. that's
2: that's very true i just it's i did love like i workshop this in my mfa program and i did love asking people like if your favorite actor like your favorite actor approached you had dinner with you and was like at, you're perfect
0: so like, danny DeVito. you're amazing
2: yeah so if danny devito was like <laughs> christian steph you're amazing you're perfect do you want to be with me like on this like private island you're i'm, I'm gonna pay you like <laughs>
0: yes. i realize
2: that that's starting to sound a little bit like an escort situation but i mean like again oh, would you do it <laughs> i said yes
0: before you even said that
1: yeah well you see you just show how easy you are
0: Mar-a. oh oh come on <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: sp- <laughs> I'm
0: glad. I'm glad, though, you mentioned the island because that's one of the next things I wanted to talk about. Was the setting? What you know, the setting primarily. You know, this isn't a spoiler, but you know, the setting primarily takes place on an island, and the. I mean, it takes place in New York as well, but the island is the main spot. And why did you want that as the setting? That's one of my questions.
2: I'm so glad this is my
0: favorite thing to talk
2: about. So oh, hell yeah, <laughs> I um. And I know that it's like, it's the setting, but uh, I, so I'm from California. I was oh. living in <laughs> it's like Club, California. Yeah. The um, dog
0: was not happy when hear heard that. Yeah. We all got family in the thing. house right now. Like my brothers <laughs> do too. Like it's all, it's all loud in the houses right now. because of Easter, but I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. <laughs> no,
2: no, no. Um, so I was living in New York um, for a long time. I was, you know, staying in Uh, I would visit upstate New York and I was just like, this place is so different. It's so terrifying to me. It's so like such a different type of forest. So I wanted initially it to be set um, in upstate New York just by a lake. And then um, I was looking for writer's retreats so Mm -hmm. I could stay somewhere up there, get the feeling of it, really like infuse some of that Betty's experience. And then I found this writer's retreat called the, norton island residency for writers and oh, artists
0: you know what? i think i've heard of that and yeah. i thought maybe i was listening I, you talked about that before on a youtube interview you did yes, correct yes. okay i think yes. i saw okay, that was my right.
2: very first interview i ever remember. for this so See, i did my research <laughs>
0: <Thanks>. <laughs> i did my research went
2: to the deep cut
0: yeah i had to run around looking at everything i could find but yeah i remember oh, them god. talking about that um and i remember i remember you talking about some of that but please please tell us oh more. no
2: I, i'm so glad like what else did you find is what i'm worried about. oh yeah <laughs> no. eighth grade photos
0: no yeah. i didn't find any of that <laughs>
2: my myspace page oh, with wow. by google dolls
0: Oh god can we yep. find? can we get that on here is that oh available?
2: god i really hope i hope that that's gone
0: (laughs) can (laughs) i look wait let me look that while you tell us about the setting i'm gonna do one quick search for that and see if that comes up
2: um so i found this residency and it's on this uh private island off the coast of maine and the photos of the like each artist would get their own (laughs) little cabin in the woods And there'd be a main house. And I was just like, this is exactly my book. It's just on an island. And an island is even crazier because, you know, at that point you can't be like, why doesn't she just go to the neighbors and ask for help? And so I, I applied, I was luckily accepted. And then um, I went and it was just amazing. And Exactly the book and terrifying and I mean also very inspiring. Like I met a lot of incredible writers there.
0: But How many people were I, there with you?
2: Um oh boy. I think there were ten of us.
0: There were a lot of us. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's actually not that much. Yeah. No, if you had actually- said like a hundred people, I would have been, like, <laughs> yeah. been like, Oh, okay. So that's not terrifying, but ten people <laughs> no. that's enough for someone to sneak on the island and do some exactly. crazy shit. <laughs>
2: Exactly. And like we were um, a small enough group that we could all eat dinner at like the same table. Like you would kind of like walk to each other's nearby cabins. But mine was at this crazy angle in the woods where you could never see it properly. Yeah. It was it was very crazy.
0: <laughs> Did any of those people it there was... with you inspire any of the characters? No. No. Okay. they were always <laughs> I <was> gonna, nice <laughs> like, i was gonna say I, and I was looking and i was really uh fishing there for uh someone I who like, reminded you of sammy
2: named sammy yeah. and like kind of terrifying.
0: that would have <laughs> but been
2: interesting no um luckily no everyone was really lovely that's great there <laughs> there was at one point um we discovered in the morning just like one black leather glove on the like trail?
0: Wait, not wait. <laughs> wait. Wait. No, you did not see that. That's come on.
2: I have photos of this. And everyone was like, who's this? Who
0: wait, what who did this? Was there a doll hung from a tree in the middle of the night? Like, what are you talking about?
2: <laughs> I if there was, I blissfully walked past it. Just oh kind my of, God. But um it was also, yeah, no one fessed up. We have no idea whose glove that was. And no idea. I'm still terrified actually about that but yeah. <laughs> um one night the uh owner of the island he was such a wonderful person he i was telling him just like this is such a complete darkness here like we are in the middle of nowhere my flashlight is just like a little spotlight everyone he's like yeah i dare you tonight to turn off your flashlight and try walking forward and see how long it takes you to panic it's <laughs> like, okay.
0: Just pitch I did black.
2: It. I yeah, I turned off the flashlight and I had an immediate fear response. <laughs> yeah. Like I even when I turned my flashlight back on like two seconds later, I was convinced that there was gonna be someone standing behind me, in front of me, something. So I like <sighs> ran back to my cabin.
0: Wow. It so was, yeah, that, I've seen that,
2: too many horror movies. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah,
0: definitely. That's wow. So that's yeah, that's that's great inspiration for this. So you were yeah. standing at the island and that inspired you to have it on the island. And then one last question before we move into something else here. But so we have the setting down. The characters, right? So what? let's start with Betty. Let's start easy. What inspired you to not only have Betty as the main character, the protagonist of the story, but told in the first person with Betty? Why, why was that chosen?
2: I think that that is one of the choices that I think was really instinctive about this story because I think that if I were to tell the story in third person if it were a little bit more removed I think a lot would be lost because so much of it is Betty's experience of this very interesting relationship like I think part of the book is my like a love letter to horror movies in my head or it's a <laughs> like trying to show you what does it feel like to be the person that is being abused a little bit? Mm. Like, what does it feel like to be the person that is being told you're my muse quote unquote, or just trust me. Like, I think a lot of um, our media, when it comes to women in horror, when it comes to women in relationships, when it comes to a lot of very sticky, like power play situations, we kind of forget like how, how does a woman get into that situation? and then how does she think her way to stay or to leave? like mm. I just i I think a lot of the time, like I watch a lot of true crime these days and a lot of
0: who does like, How
2: could she <laughs> get in this situation? and you're like, well,
0: <laughs> I mean Come on. we've we've all been in uh, yeah, I like I've been in a situation. I remember when I was doing Uber a while back, I was just yeah. like, My mind was just, like, on other things as I was doing it, and I went to pick up someone. This was back in California, and I went to pick up someone at their house in the middle of nowhere, and they asked me to come inside and help them grab their bags, Uh and I was like... Because I was just thinking about other stuff, I was just like, yeah, sure, why not? And, like, I went inside, helped this guy (laughs) with his bags. He had to move something in the basement. He had a basement, which, after the fact, I remember, which is really weird, because in California, a lot of people don't have basements in California, and so I i did all that brought him to the airport and then afterwards i was like what the fuck was i think i shouldn't have done any of that like that was the <laughs> stupidest thing ever and then if they could have if, I, your head off. if my head yeah. had been chopped off and put on a documentary every person that that would have been worse than getting my head chopped off is that everyone in the world would be like this fucking idiot why would he just walk <laughs> in the house he wasn't even like held at gunpoint why would he do that and it was just yeah. because I wasn't even really thinking. He just seemed like a friendly guy. I was like, all right, well, let me help you with bags, man. You're about to be late for you know, plane. No, so. it's
2: insane. Like, I've been watching, um, I just finished watching The Puppet Master on Netflix, which everyone should watch. It's terrifying. It's this okay. con man convinced so many people that he was an MI5 agent and <laughs> that they were like, he was bringing them in. So he would punch them he would explain to them I have you have to learn how to fight and how to take a punch so he would beat them up and then they (laughs) would join him and go on the run for years all because they wanted to feel special it's just like it's insane how much he could convince them because they just felt like yeah of course like we're gonna be James Bond like yeah yeah like it's insane
0: you just got to be a little <laughs> charming and i guess there's nothing yeah. you can't do
1: yeah exactly. you know throw a little pizzazz and that's it like okay <laughs> Papa, whatever you say
0: manipulation is you. uh is a terrible tool and speaking of manipulation um <laughs> i think it's time to uh you know i think manipulate is probably a bad word but uh see if our guests can do can do one of our uh, favorite favorite segments we do here at the podcast stephanie Stephanie, you think it's time
1: I think it's time, and it's going to be a good one, because, I, you know, she's a writer. And she's
0: yeah, <laughs> I, I also think it's going to be, I, I mean, hopefully, we'll see, uh, you know, people are put on the spot. But I think it's time to do <laughs> one of our fa- favorite segments we do here at Great Morning, and that is, of course, the word of the day. Word, 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 word of the day. Oh, so... How the word of the day works, Melissa, right? And uh, Jimmy's not here right now, but he took, you know, the liberty of sending me the word of the day. You know, he's, he's oh, no. he, had, he had to do some stuff. <laughs> but how it normally works is he's got this big old uh, Webster's Dictionary that's been passed down in his family for generations. Um, it's signed by Webster himself. I'm sorry you couldn't see it here on the podcast. Oh, that's so bad. Um, I know. And it's, it's huge. It's very delicate. Uh, and he opens the book, right? He puts his finger down on it. And whatever his finger landed on is usually the word of the day right and he did that for me off camera but i believe him he's a very trustworthy guy because he does it on camera usually so it's very fair for all of our guests um and how it usually works is like he'll give me he'll give the word he'll spell it he'll give the definition and if it needs a modern day definition which a lot of the words do i'll look it up because some of the words are archaic so with our guests uh as of season three and season four our guests have to use the word in a sentence and at the end of the season We rate the top 10 sentences of all our guests throughout the season. (laughs) Last year's winner was DeBron's kneecap for anyone who, you know, all the people who listen to that. Um, And what we grade the sentence on later is how funny it was, how creative it was, and if they use the word correctly. Right.
2: Oh, damn. That's that's a good criteria.
0: Yes. So you will be graded (laughs) on that in the future. um, and. We're about to put you on the spot, so are you ready for your word of the day?
1: Oh, let's just let's pull the Band-Aid. All right. Band-Aid right. Let's off. go. She got this.
0: I'm about to <laughs> get it.
1: One.
2: I'm um, imagining it's like zither or something. It's going to be something good. Let's Look at that. Look at the word right now. You see what I'm
0: saying? <laughs> zither. What does zither mean?
2: Is that a it's real an, word? An, I think it's an instrument, like a zither. But I, you know what? I said that without quite knowing.
1: Oh, yes, it is. Oh, see, look at that. Oh, looked
0: it up. Um, so your word from the big old dictionary that Jimmy's got is jam. Nah. No. Jam? It's jam.
2: <laughs> jam? Like
1: J-A-M? <laughs> uh, yes.
0: So it is spelled J-A-M. And it's this is the version of it. It is uh, a noun. A food made by boiling fruit and sugar to a thick consistency. That is your that is your word of the day.
2: That's awesome. Okay, it's better than zither. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's see. <laughs> How do, I should have listened to every single word of the day segment before this to be like, this is my competition. <laughs> but they've been all right this season. Okay.
0: I'll say that so. Far. They've been the, the last. Our last guest. You know, I think our last guest, Willie, she had a good one. But they've been they've been all right this season.
2: Okay. Um. All right. He. Jammed his graham cracker into a jar of jam while he jammed on his guitar in a traffic jam.
0: Jesus fuck. Oh wow, <laughs> there yeah. we go. Now that's that, that's a word of the day all, sentence. You'll see. I told you.
1: To to the body this shit, you See.
0: But remember Justin Stephanie? He was like, he's like, I can't think of one. I'm like, come on, just fucking. Think of one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she used it in like four different ways. Like what mm. the
0: fuck. And you and, know, and the correct word that, that was better than
1: than your favorite from last year. What was, what was your favorite that? from last year? Your favorite from last year, moms.
0: My favorite word of the day from last year.
1: Yes, the girl that um. Free
0: oh, chants. and st- yes, because she she sang. That was that was. Yeah. I was not ready for that. She
2: sang.
0: She yeah, sang the word because sang. her her word of the day was free chant, free chant, which is a psalm in church, and she started singing oh. a psalm. <laughs>
2: Yeah!
1: Wow! Yeah! Yeah! Okay, so that was that's, that's a winner. She
0: got third place last.
1: Yeah, year. but she wasn't first third place, place that wasn't creative enough.
0: It wasn't. No, was, it wasn't. It wasn't fun. I think it lost on the funny category.
1: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't oh. funny. None of that. But this, this is creative. This is like on the point with like the whole word. And what else is the other one? Funny? How funny? It's not funny. Yeah. I don't think it, it's I, funny in a pun way.
0: Maybe? Yeah. here's here's the best part. Is uh. After we grade all of the words uh, after this season, which will be, you know, over 20, 30 guests, uh, we'll be able to tell who's are funny and who's (laughs) are not.
1: But right now, you good. Oh, yeah. thank you. I think that
0: was very good. Good job. Uh, That's
1: better than zither. There yes. we go. Thank it God is. that
0: was your word, and uh, we're happy you are able to do that on the spot. Um, but moving yeah. along, back to some questions uh, here, because we're, we're running... We, we got like 20 minutes left, but we're running to some time wow. here. So one of, the, uh, one of the questions about the character, because we just talked about Betty, and I don't... I'll leave this up to you if you want to say this character's name out loud. But mm. in the middle... Maybe not the middle, maybe like after. I think it's after chapter 19, which by the way, chapter 19 is one of my favorite chapters of the book. Um, oh, thank you. I the, think I know
2: which one
0: that is. That's the one where she's drunk, I believe. I believe it's. Not that
2: oh, I yet. love that. And that I, I so really, much. when yeah. the
0: way you were describing her being drunk is extremely well written, but
2: I did some that, research on that, yeah. That, oh, yeah, <laughs>
0: did you? Um, that aside, I think it's after that, now, it's definitely after that, but I forget which chapter, but a character on the island with everyone, leaves. Yeah. Why, and I was just, and I think I would know, but why did you choose to have that character leave? I think is one of my specific questions towards the book I always wanted <laughs> to ask.
2: I like that question. I think it's because it is one of those feelings of when you're on an island, when you're in a an isolated location, someone the unknown is so scary someone leaving and then you kind of watching them go and just be like oh my god (laughs) you have left us behind like i don't know where you're gonna go or when you're gonna come back like that kind of sense of like someone kind of dropping the like if you're like holding a rope i don't know you're on the you were in the navy so maybe this is just insane but like if the slack if there's slack in the rope suddenly you're just kind of like oh my god I'm stuck to myself now like I think that it's important um, at that moment for the character to leave because then it leaves Betty like I've defined myself through this moment
0: Mm. who am
2: I outside of this what do I do it's like kind of like when you're a little kid and your parents leave and you're like what like I can do whatever I want but (laughs) it's also like everything is scary
0: (laughs) and I think that there's that definitely what you just said but and and one of the things i felt it helped do was it helped betty's a very interesting character and one of the things she discusses after this character leaves is how she is almost a little happy that that character (laughs) left and i thought that was interesting because, again, I don't want to spoil anything. It's hard to say this without, like, saying the, case, know, But, like, they, let's just say they're all friends, but that was her friend. <laughs> and, yeah. like, it, so I think that scene, which, which I found, well, the scene, again, I'm talking like it's a movie. Uh, that part of the book <laughs> is helpful with things that happen later on with Betty as well. Mm. So I really enjoyed that. But I, that's one of the things I wanted to ask, uh, you know, one of the specific questions for the book I wanted to yeah, ask you.
2: It's it's so much like that. Ha- I love that happiness. And I do love Betty so much because everything she thinks she's always like holding two separate, like opposing ideas in her head. And mm-hmm. it just depends on her mood for which one to win out basically. And I think that one's really fun because she, that's kind of the start of her feeling like I can stand on my own a little mm-hmm. bit. Like this, is this is good. I feel like, this friend of mine isn't very important, but it's almost a relief to have, like, space to breathe.
0: Yes. So that that's one of the things that, you know, ultimately leads to Betty's final development of who she is by the end of the book, which, again, takes turns <laughs> that I I don't think a lot of people are <laughs> expecting, um, which are great because they're not predictable, uh, which is never a great thing. And one of the things I wanted to talk about, one of the characters that I helped, that I know helps define everyone, including Betty and maybe Anthony, I mean, maybe Anthony Moore, but definitely Betty. And I've said this for a long time. uh, I don't think I've said it on the podcast and multiple people have said this, but a story is almost dependent on how good its antagonists can be. And one of my favorite characters in the story is the, Let's say antagonist. There might be, depending on how you look at the book, there might be yeah, a few it's like antagonists. You're standing yeah. you're like, <laughs> there might be a few antagonists, actually, but like <laughs> in the general sense of who the protagonists are, the antagonist is uh, Sammy. And I really enjoyed the Sammy character because I, parts of me didn't like him. And then there were parts at times I, I felt almost sympathetic a little bit towards him. And I want to know what. Like inspired you to write Sammy the way you did. Like, what? Where did Sammy come from?
2: Oh God. So I, I love Sammy. Like yeah. I really do. And there are parts of the book where I hate him, like mm-hmm. like you. And but there are also parts of the book where I hate Betty or where I hate Anthony. And then I'm like, well, but you're my child. I love you. And I feel the same <laughs> way towards Sammy. Like he's my horrible child. Um, I think.
0: <laughs> what, a, what a lovely thing for a mother to say. <laughs> Stephanie, would you say that about one of your kids? This is my horrible child. Hell
1: yeah. (laughs) I know which one it is too.
0: Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) No, it's like, I I think Sammy, so much of what happens in Shudder was me asking myself what is legitimately frightening to me if I were in this situation. What is frightening? What is realistically frightening? And I think Sammy is, on the one hand, very, um, out of this world, like very much his own kind of Robert De Niro-esque,
0: like, I saw that.
2: (laughs) And then he's also, um, just like a person. And so I just kept trying to, and charming too. Like I wanted him to be a little bit like interesting. Like I, um, was also very inspired by Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, that is a good one.
0: That's the one where they're taking uh, the pictures of car crashes and stuff. Yes.
2: And he's just like, so absolutely terrifying in the way that he looks at people because when he's looking at them, you know, he's thinking something off
0: Mm -hmm. and you're like,
2: I don't know where, what, how this is going to manifest into what he's saying. There's no predictability in it, but then it's always, very truthful to what he wants out of something and i think um there's a lot of that there was also uh <laughs> this is a weird cold like a weird deep cut that i actually haven't talked about i don't think in the oh hell yeah before. first
0: here at great morning yeah
2: and maybe you guys will appreciate it um aaron hernandez the, yeah. CTE, the football player the football Patriots, Patriots, yeah right? yeah and i think a lot of that i got really i'm a big like Wikipedia spiraler in the middle of the night. Like if I can't <laughs> sleep, it's usually because I I'm on Wikipedia, like, okay, the war of 1812.
0: What was oh that yeah. That's how it always starts. Yeah. You're looking at like the fall of the Soviet Union, and then three hours later yeah. you're looking at the creation of Elmo, and you're like, how the hell did I get exactly. here? Exactly.
2: And you're <laughs> like, this is fucked up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like I was really deep into like we had watched this um that documentary on Aaron Hernandez and like the CTE um epidemic in football. And I just really was thinking about how much brain damage a person can go through just an average high school student who is um, like on the football team, on the wrestling team, like anything that can happen to your body. How does that and someone who's been abused, like someone who has been hit, Mm -hmm. how much can that like distort your worldview and like distort and otherwise Interesting good mind. And so he's a lot, he's like a blend. He's always, yep, he's always something interesting to me. But I think I poured in, he and Anthony, I poured in a lot of my impressions and concerns for masculinity. I think oh. of just like, this is, these are the traits that can be very um charming in a man or can yes. be very scary. <laughs> and it just depends on like how they say it. And then suddenly you're like, oh my God. Please get the reality of man, yeah. What
0: I took notice of first, I think one of the first things that I took an impression of with Sammy was immediately well, not I don't think you know immediately, but you come to find out that he stays on the island. Which the first thing I had thought of in that moment was, Oh, so this guy knows everything about this island and the rest of these I mean Anthony a little bit but like the rest of these people don't so I knew yeah. then I'm like that that might not be the guy you want to get on his bad side you know when you're stuck yeah. on an island
2: yeah no and it's this like idea of who owns the island who has the who who deserves to be the like this is my place and mm-hmm. that's so much with Anthony and Sammy of just like who owns what and why they're just constantly battling over that.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I, I love the characters in the story. Sammy was a great antagonist. Um, One of the other things I wanted to, uh, you know, talk about a shutter, you know, whole, right. Is when it was first decided, I guess I should say, you know, you know, this process better than me, but when you found out officially that it was over, you were done writing it and that it was going to be published. What was yeah. that like for you?
2: Oh, God, it was an actual, um, I mean, it was a dream come true. Like, yeah. to know that this is going to be a book was just kind of mind-blowing. It's still kind of like, oh yeah, weird to me I bet. Yeah. <laughs> that we're talking about this, because it's just kind of like my imaginary friends that you guys are like, so Sammy, and I'm like, yeah, Sammy. Oh yeah. I wrote
0: about that guy.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um so that part is very like bizarre. Um and I ran into a neighbor recently who was just like, I just started reading it and was like, you did? How? Um <laughs> uh it was also kind of a grieving process. I think that um mm. as soon as I was told, you know, stop working on it, we've got it, we're gonna put it into production now. I felt this like loss very intensely where it's just kind of like, Oh my God, what do you mean? I don't get to work on this anymore. Like I don't get mm. to talk to my friends anymore. I don't get to work on this. And for the longest time, it felt like, was this the only book I'm going to be able to write? Was this the only story I know how to huh. tell? Cause I told it so many times over the drafts. And then, um, so when it came out, it was like this huge celebration, but in the back of your head, it's kind of like, my kids have gone off to college.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there's like this piece of you that's now? it's not gone but it's like you're no longer touching it in the way you were
2: yeah they they exist outside of me now which i think mm. is very strange like it now belongs to like other people wow <laughs> and,
1: so, and we and um, we don't touch inappropriately merms so i just had to throw that in there. what the fuck i wasn't even saying that <laughs> I, I mean you know i, that you said,
0: I that. said a piece <laughs> of you <laughs> what <laughs> You can touch yourself in any way you want. I'm saying it's a piece of you that's leaving. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh Uh,
2: like, I see it.
0: (laughs) I wish the dog barked there.
2: (laughs) In uh, the edits, it's going to suddenly be like dog barking for this part.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm going to do that over her her question or her (laughs) statement.
2: Anyway, uh, (laughs) (laughs) it really was like a... um, I I had to like kind of grieve for Shudder and then um, start writing again. And then I fell in love with a new book. And now it is kind of like, why are we talking about Shudder? Why aren't we talking about book two? Because these are the characters I know.
0: (laughs) And that's that's going to be one of my final questions for you because we're running on uh, time here. What I know we talked yesterday and you said like you can't you can't tell us the title. You can't really tell us what it's about. What can you tell us, though, about the new book?
1: (laughs) It's a book. Um, Oh, great. Fantastic. um, It's a book. Great.
2: It's going to be a thriller. Um, I'm working on it. So, yeah, it's a very difficult, like, line to balance because I can't really tell you particulars, but I can say it's, um, right now, my take on Nordic Noir. So, Mm. it's very much like this, and perhaps true crime, but it's a... uh, thriller it's much more of like a traditional murder mystery um i'm deeply in love with it like if you enjoyed shutter you're going to enjoy this but it's going to be a lot more um fast paced it will be a lot more i don't know i think it's much more of like an adventure story for me when i was reading it or when i was writing it it felt like i was reading it really Mm. felt like yes like this is the book i have been dying to read
0: is there can can i ask this is there a time period
2: present a,
0: day it's present day okay, okay.
2: yeah it, um, pre-covid <laughs>
0: pre-covid great so you yeah. don't have to so there's not <laughs> yeah. a lot of restrictions yeah, there's not a discuss. big thing
2: of like yeah masks
0: you don't have to like. say every <laughs> sentence so he walked into a room oh and he, he forgot his mask he went back to the car got his yeah, mask oh, put god it back damn on, it like <laughs> back into the room. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do all he that.
2: isolated for five days testing every day yeah can, I don't know how people are writing pandemic novels.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I don't think I've really read. I don't think I've read I think anything. Think they're coming. There, oh, there's going to be. Uh, there's going to be a whole generation. <laughs>
1: there's going to be an there. influx of there's, pandemic. Yeah. It's going to get novels. old. I
0: know it's going to get old. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Um, <laughs> can you? I'm gonna. I'm gonna see how much I can fish here. Can yes. you here at Great Morning the Podcast? Can you read us something from the new book? Possibly? I can.
2: How about I read you the first well oh, oh oh, this will probably change um but i want to do this anyway because i like they will have to pry it out of my cold dead hand so it might not
0: wow um, stephanie we're about to get a little <laughs> bit of a reading this is oh so this, this is hand. pretty crazy
2: not my it's what's crazy is that it's not my read. it's not my writing um it's the epigraph for the book that i'm really obsessed with it's um lyrics taken from one of my good friends he's a uh, musician um and it's taken from one of his songs it's uh lyrics from forrest irwin's song devotion um okay he's on spotify as touching oh i forgot what he's on as Spotify. Spotify. We, we can definitely will, plug I him at the end <laughs> yeah um but the epigraph is don't you know i don't believe in letting go i don't believe in snow
0: so that's the opening to the book oh Hmm. all right all right
1: i'm very into
0: it yeah yeah can you tell us tell you
2: anything (laughs) that doesn't tell
0: i mean i mean the nordic thing in snow i mean maybe you could make some kind of assumption there no that that leaves plenty out well thank you for doing that here um is my pleasure you have a first draft
1: done of
2: it Uh, yes. So I have a, it's a completed draft. It's with my agent. We're going to be talking about it very soon. And then going from there, I think it's, I'm very in love with it. I think it's good.
0: Do you think there's a, and this may be way too early to tell any of uh, your fans and future fans out there, but do you think as of right now, there's a possible release date or a date you're thinking a year, maybe
2: not? It would At this point, if it were sold like immediately, which is hard to do in publishing right now, because everyone like there's a big, huge um, exodus in publishing happening right now. A lot of people are leaving, so everything is taking a lot longer. If it were to be sold next week, then it would still be at the earliest next year. So it might be a 2024. We're looking at, which is weird to say. That feels like a made-up year. That feels like a
0: made up year or the only other time you hear it is, I think, election talk, which we don't we don't talk about here. We don't get into politics or any of that. So (laughs) that's not that's not. So when we on the podcast, yeah, when when we on the podcast start talking about Melissa Larson, uh, 2024, we are not saying (laughs) she's running for president. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, oh so
0: we'll we'll definitely yeah. well, you know, Melissa, thank you so much for coming on. I love talking about the book. I have a million more questions for you, so if you come on again in the future, we can ask those. Um, I would be but very
1: happy
0: to. Thank you. Lovely. And one of uh, the last things we're going to do here at the podcast is we're going to go around the computer screen and we're going to do our last minute plugs. And you know, I'm sorry. It's that I'm sorry to listeners. It's that sad, 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 sad time. We got to end it. All right, it's Easter. We we got to go do Easter shit. All right, so we got to
1: find some eggs.
0: We got to go find some eggs. All right, and we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, you know, we gotta end this. I'm sorry, we gotta do our last minute plugs. So, starting with Stephanie, my friend, you got any last minute plugs for listeners?
1: Of course, my gang, gangs. So, of course, I want to give a big ass shout out to um, my brother for changing his son's name because originally it was going to be Rico Rain, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that sounds like a drug dealer's name. We're not gonna name him. <laughs> um, so thank God, you know, he's he's Grace and Rain, which is totally fine. I can totally dig it. But thank God, it's not Rico. Rain. <laughs> Um, I want to give a big shout out to, of course, my nail tech. I didn't get to like give out her IG. So if you want to get your nails done, you want to like a whole fucking snack, you know, you're going to go to Theta Marie It's T-I-T-A-M-A-R-I-S nails. She is the freaking bomb. Her prices are amazing. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram as well at You Love Steph. Y U L U V S T E P H H and two underscores, and of course you can follow me on my TikTok. where well, you know, you know we don't have any great morning videos right now because you know I'm a, I'm a little on the heavier side, so we got to work our way down. But you know, <laughs> you, know we, you know, you always oh. still follow me on TikTok. It's Steffi, you know, S T E P H double Y two underscores and the number zero, and of course shop great morning, please. I want to see y'all with our great morning merch. Like it just, it just, it would make my day. If I saw people with our great morning merch, so please yep. go get that. Get and of course, guys, happy freaking Easter! Woo. Happy Easter!
0: I love you. Happy y'all. Easter! That's yes, that's
1: it from the Puerto Rican mama. Cita. I love y'all, gang gang.
0: Great last minute plugs, Stephanie. Thank you so much. And my last minute plugs, before we get into our honored guest here, are of course, you can follow me, Christian Merms, on Instagram. That's my personal. I have it open to the public right now. I will close that at some point because some of you are really, really weird people out there. So I do like, <laughs> just being able to follow. Um you can follow Great Morning underscore the podcast. That is the Instagram uh podcast. And uh you can follow Great Morning underscore the podcast on TikTok. You can follow slightly special two L's, that's Jimmy's uh, Instagram. Uh, you can follow tripgodjimmy Jimmy, that's T-R-Y-P-G-O-D-J-I-M-I on Instagram. That's the engineer, of course, for the show. Uh, you can go to shopgreatmorning.com, buy yourself some merchandise from the podcast. That, of course, again, is shopgreatmorning.com um oh and then of course our next special again i always keep forgetting to look at the actual date but i I believe it's april 25th our first special uh stephanie's one year anniversary will be coming out then so stay tuned for that special that'll be our first special of this season so we're really excited for that i know we usually try to get a special in in march we didn't do that this season because we're working really hard on that one and of course after that the three-year anniversary um but moving along those were my last minute plugs Melissa, our honored guest. Do you have any last minute plugs? Where can people follow you? Where can people buy Shudder? All that.
2: Uh, They can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Melissa Larson. Just get rid of the me of my name. And um, they can buy Shudder at your local bookstore. Barnes & Noble has been very good to me. (laughs) They're a very great um, company. So if you want to go to Barnes & Noble, go there. Your local bookstore, the library, wherever. Um, The guy forrest Irwin, the musician i referenced he is stay in touch on spotify okay that's how you can find him um but yeah that's that's me
0: all right (laughs) awesome well thank you so much for coming on it was an honor having you and it was an honor doing this episode on easter guys now go find some eggs (laughs) great morning (laughs) great morning (laughs) great morning
1: great morning
0: great morning